the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And you may have noticed, like just in the middle of it, getting to sit up here right next to my good friend and yours, Deacon Jim, and to just get to talk about how amazing our faith is and what a treasure it is, what a gift it is, and how good it is that we get to come together so often and celebrate. In fact, our Lord gives us the great gift of the holy sacrifice of the Mass every day of the year, except, of course, for this one. But He knows how much we need Him in the fact that last night we're told to consecrate enough hosts, enough bread, that becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, that even if we don't celebrate Mass today, we still get to receive Him. And I think one of the reasons why I love getting to celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, I love getting to come together, is on a certain level, you know, we can kind of lay everything out. We can make sure that things are in the proper working order, that we're doing things the way they need to be done. There's a certain level of control You know, we put things together, and we have them, and we're going to do it, we're going to pull this off, we're going to do it right, it's going to be beautiful. And last night was one of those examples. It was just a beautiful night, and everything went well, and it was just an awesome experience. But I will tell you, I think we all know, that life does not always work out that way, right? I mean, we know that we get curveballs, we get things that happen to us, whether it's a result of our own faults, whether it's something completely out of our control. For example, for the first time, I think, since I've been pastor here, the Via Crucis, after Mass, the living stations of the cross, will be in the gym. Why? You know why. I mean, it's like we're not in control of that. It's going to be a mess out there, and it just continues to rain. We're not in control of that. It is what it is, right? And yet, in the midst of not being in control of things, right? You look at the example of our Lord in this very Mass, in this this liturgy, this day of Good Friday, that He allows Himself to be handed over. That He doesn't demand perfect control of everything, and He knows the ultimate outcome. Because all the way back in that first garden, where our first parents were, when they turned their back on God, when they fell away from Him, when they welcomed sin into the world, buying the devil's lies. It was at that point that the full force of evil entered in. And that evil has been around us ever since. That evil continues to rage all around us. And every single one of us in this room right now have experienced that evil in one way or another whether by our own fault in cooperating with it and inviting sin into our own lives, whether we're affected by the sin that comes at us not by our own fault, whether it be natural things that happen around us, the full impact of the cacophony of sin, and I don't know a better word than that, it's just like all of this horror that comes at us. The fact of the matter is, it's real. And we see that in this gospel. That our Lord is surrounded by so much senseless evil. But the beauty of our faith, at the heart of it all, and what in a few moments I'm going to hold up for all of us to adore for a few moments. We're doing things a little bit differently now post-COVID. And it's not because of the fear of the spread of a contaminant. But a few years ago, when we were in COVID, we were at this, we didn't come up for the reverencing of the cross anymore, but I 
have the privilege, the honor, the duty of standing here as your pastor and embracing the cross for all to adore. We're going to do that again today. As I stand up here, and this floor and our wonderful choir lead us in some beautiful hymns, and I embrace the cross, because the cross shows us the fact that yes, sin, evil, death, they're all real, and we know it. And our faith is not a faith of going, well, it's not so bad. I mean, really, when you think, no. It is bad. And the devil is real. Hell comes at us. We have the whole, as I said, cacophony of sin. And we see that totally summed up in the mystery that is the cross itself. But what I'm going to be embracing is not merely the cross, but the love of God poured out completely. Because in that ultimate force of sin, how does he meet it? Not by just demanding control, not by stamping it out with his foot, not by saying, okay, everybody, get in order here. How does he show us how to overcome sin, evil, death? The reality that we've all experienced is by his outpouring of love. And where does that lead him? To a garden. Placed in a new tomb. In a tomb in which no one had ever been laid before. Just like the untouched womb of our blessed mother, out of which he came at his birth. We know the fact of the matter is, he will come out of that tomb. We know that as we face the reality that is the cross, that is sin and death, a reality that every one of us faces countless times every day, that every one of us know is there, what we hold on to today is that our Lord did not stay away from that, did not run away from it, didn't give us reasons why it's really not so bad. What he did was he entered into it and embraced it himself and overcame those evils of sin and death with his love. As we heard just a moment ago in the beautiful gospel of the Passion according to John, that after Jesus had died, the soldier stuck a lance into his most sacred heart. And in our Lord's conversations with St. Catherine of Siena, she asked, why? Why would you allow that to happen? Why allow them to continue on with this evil even after you're dead? And Jesus said, I wanted you to know that my love for you is greater than merely the length of time of my public ministry. That my love for you goes on after I've given over my life. Even after I have died on the cross, I will continue to pour out everything for you. As we heard last night, he loved his own in the world, and he loved them till the end. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we continue on in this pilgrimage of our lives. We continue on in this fallen world, surrounded by, yes, the cacophony of sin. We don't have to sit here and say, ah, it's really not so bad. Because you know what? It is. It is terrible. The cross is a horrible, evil thing. But how did our Lord make it different? By giving us his full love by pouring out everything from his most sacred heart to show us that even in this fallen world, he loved his own and he loved them till the end. As we, each of us, in our own lives, continue to strive on towards the end, we know that we are not alone, that our Lord loves us, that he continues to love us, that he continues to pour out his love for us. And I would say, as today, I get to lead you as your pastor in embracing the cross. Join me 
and not just reverencing Him today on the cross, but every single day of your life. Pull that rosary out of your pocket and reverence the cross. Kiss the 12th station of the cross as I've been doing now for a few years. When you're really having a hard time, go down to our cemetery with the beautiful crucifix that Eric Lawler made for us and literally embrace the cross. Why? Because we know that in this fallen world, in which we are presented with so much sin and evil, the love of Christ continues to be poured out for you and for me. And no matter what, no matter what we're faced with, no matter what the challenges are, due to our own fault, due to someone else's, due to nature around us, the news for us is that His love never ends. He loved His own in the world, and He loved them till the end. He continues to pour out His love from His sacred heart. Never stray from that love. Embrace the crucifix every day and remember, you are not alone, but you are loved by Him. Eternal love, love incarnate, Jesus Christ. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.